You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Anyway, so back to the hot tub. Um, I used to spy on... <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable talking about this. Okay. <laughs> I used to spy on my brother and his friends. <laughs> With... <laughs> the video recorder. I don't know why. But <laughs> Special guests and off topics in this segment. Anything goes. You're listening to 3 p.m. What's up, guys? This is a 3AM podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. And with us today, we have our friend. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no. Okay, go. What's up, guys? I'm back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never been on, but um, my name is Sydney. Yeah, so Sydney's my cousin. Uh, for a long time, she's been like, yo, get me on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I have. Every time I see him, I'm like begging him, like, please. Well, welcome, Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Long-awaited arrival. So tell us about yourself. Okay, I am Sydney, obviously. I am 24 years old. I live in Portland, Oregon. I just moved back to Portland from Seattle, Washington, which where I was working as a graphic designer. Um, I mean, I loved it there. I grew up in Portland. I went to Oregon State. And once I graduated, I moved right up to Seattle. And then with Corona and just the uncertainty, I decided to move back home, reevaluate my situation. I'm working remote now. Yep. That's probably like most people. That's right. Dope, yeah. So, yeah, it gives me a lot of flexibility. My job just working on a computer. I just need some Wi-Fi and I'm set. Um, I'm very fortunate. And I mean, yeah, I guess that's a good little <laughs> background. <laughs> you like being back home? Um, so I just moved back in with my parents and we'll get into that later because they've been okay. tormenting me. Okay. I see. Um, it's been fun. I mean, I have my own space. I have my own bathroom, bedroom, thankfully. Um, so I kind of do my own thing, but yeah. they're there. However, I am saving money on rent. Oh, cool. And, nice. uh, does this, uh, tapestry make you feel like you're at home? Um, not yeah, at that's all. Portland right there. Current state. Is it really? No, uh, I was like, eh. saw the fires. We're a little greener. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's stop. Sensitive <laughs> subject. <laughs> Rude, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question. Okay. Uh, it's kind of for selfish reasons, and I'll get to. Oh it. no. Uh, did you have a favorite childhood birthday? Do you have one? Birthday. Yeah, like birthday party. Birthday memory. Yeah, birthday memory. That's hard. Why is this selfish? Is it, uh, you want me to tell it first? Sure, yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to help me plan my birthday? Oh <laughs> my gosh. It's in a month from today. And if you don't if you don't know me, 
Well, you don't know my birthday, obviously. DJ makes Even a huge you do deal know about me? his birthday. Oh, wait, I yeah. do have a favorite birthday. Okay, no, go. go. No, you go. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> for the longest time, I hated sharing my birthday. Mm. And I did, I don't know why, really, until like today I was driving and I was thinking about it. And it was, I think this is because my 12th birthday, we, I, I wanted a sleepover. So oh, no. we set up the house. We got Pizza Hut, Ooh. which is the only pizza joint in Hawaii, I think, <laughs> uh, representative of the real estate out there. Just huts. huts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had my N64. I think I was in sixth grade. And I was just ready for everything. Yeah. The time hits. I invited like 10 friends. Oh, no. No one's shown up. Oh, no. Oh, shoot. I wait 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes. No one shows up except one person. <laughs> Your brother? No, no, no. Oh, my mom was there, okay? <laughs> one person, Christina Lowe, one of my A best girl. friends. Yeah, the only Ooh, girl I invited. At 12? Yeah, 12. <laughs> Sleepover? <Yeah>. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> because of my strict parents, they wouldn't let her sleep over. They let all the other dudes sleep over who didn't show up. <laughs> um, but she stayed. She played games. We had pizza. We shared eight boxes. <laughs> she probably thinking, did he invite anyone yeah. else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Ever since then, I was like, oh, well, no one's coming to my birthday party Aww. ever. <laughs> if I'm not going to throw one, you know. So, But now I feel like I'm past the point where... I, I don't care. <laughs> I used to be super like secretive about my you birthday. You finally got over your childhood trauma? I think I got over Dude, my childhood trauma. Nice. So with that, do you want to help me plan my birthday? I would love to. Ooh. I want to have like a, a theme going. Yeah. We'll, we'll get pizza. We'll get video we games. We do the same thing. No one will show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's keep this going. Yeah. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. We'll okay, all go hang out. But I feel like if you share a birthday, that almost guarantees more people will come. Like share with one of your friends? Yeah. Didn't you say you didn't like sharing your birthday? No, he like no, legitimately oh, wouldn't tell, tell people. Like sharing. Yeah. Oh, like it'd be my like, birthday and I just treat it anybody? as a normal day. Oh yeah, I wouldn't gosh. do it. Yeah, I've known him for eight years. I just found his birthday out like this year. I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, oh, okay. he would even lie. I'd be like, when is it? And he'd be like, today? oh, September 14th. Nove November 9th. It's today the 9th? Yeah. November 8th. Okay. So you uh, lied. Sorry. Wow. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still adjusting <laughs> okay, okay. to this but new normal. I was thinking of themes, maybe. I don't know if that'd be fun. I'm inexperienced, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, let's start with having people there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I was thinking start. we should maybe have like a luau. Dude, Ooh. you're racist, dog. <laughs> Not just kidding. That would just be fun. Just super dude. typical Hawaiian. <laughs> Hawaiian haystacks. Oh. Like everything that. Just authentico Hawaiian. Get yeah. some Hawaiian pizza, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's only pineapple, canned pineapple. Dude, let's do it. You should tell them about the time you would spy on your brother in the jacuzzi. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Sure. Um, so this sounds I was... a, like the beginnings of something crunchy. <laughs> Bro, and low key, it's kind of a theme throughout Sydney's life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so I was a very weird child growing up. Is this actual um, brother or stepbrother? No. Okay. <laughs> Gross. This is not some intro to some dirty do, do video. Do your thing. This is your thing. Okay, so um, 
My parents had this family camcorder. It was like one of the really old ones. You know, you could like flip it out and like. It's like a cinder block. Yeah. Like Blair Witch. You know, it was, yeah. it was kind of fancy. You could like reverse it so you could like film yourself and like Ooh. see Ooh. the screen. It's got, it's got like the, does that have the tube where you can like look yeah, through it? Yeah. Like a telescope. <laughs> it had yeah. the tube. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you know this about me. I wear glasses and I have like super magnified lenses like a lot of people used to make fun of me growing up they called me like bubbles from trailer park it's that bad um and so I never like looked through the thing because like you know my glasses would block it but anyways um I filmed all sorts of things on this camera like I had I have one video I got in so much trouble but okay, wait, she was like eight Okay, yeah, I was eight, but I got... Okay, this is a side story, but I got my first bikini. It was navy blue and white. Big deal. And my parents... I remember mine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was huge Milestone. because I always had to wear, like, a swim shirt, and then finally it was like, I got a bikini. Um, and <laughs> so aside from the bikini, I had one of those CD radios. Yeah, like um, a boombox? Yeah, and Ooh. I had Now 5 in the song... Lit. Um, <laughs> Swing. I don't know who it's by. Let me hear your hips swing. No, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. She got us now moving like. Yeah, okay. So, anyways, this is just a total side story, but I, I did film myself <laughs> dancing to that song <laughs> on my family camcorder <laughs> in my navy blue bikini. And and nine people went to jail. No, so, <laughs> no that was quickly deleted. But, um, <laughs> anyways, so... Back to the hot tub. Um, I used to spy on. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable talking about this. Okay, <laughs> I used to spy on my brother and his friends <laughs> with <laughs> the video recorder. I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm, I'm so wedding. Uh, <laughs> wow, you really threw me for a loop. Good. Um, so here I am. On the family couch, our couch is set up, and then the window behind it, and then the hot tub. Real quick, we were over for Christmas, <laughs> and we were like, let's watch some old family videos. So we're like watching, it's just the cute generic stuff. And then this one comes up, and it's like, point of view, super creepy. I'm like, like whispering into the camera, like people tiny, can hear me. Little tiny fingers, like pull down the blinds and it's filming <laughs> these two boys in a hot tub. And it's like, what happened? And Sydney just starts dying. And, and this is what you, she did. You literally just see me like flip the camcorder around. I'm like, hey, you guys. <laughs> whispering into the video. And I'm like, I'm spying on Nate. And like, it's just the most I'm uncomfortable. Like, there they are in the hot tub. <laughs> just spying. They weren't even doing anything, which is like the worst part. Because I'm literally there for maybe five minutes. <laughs> it was um, so funny. <laughs> but, yeah. That older brother or younger brother? The older brother, yeah. yep. So hmm. funny. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I had a crush on one of them. Hopefully not your brother. <laughs> no, I mean, definitely. But like one, one of, of his them. friends. <laughs> <laughs> I get it though. When you're when you're a kid, I just kid, thought you're they just... were so cool. And this one boy, especially, he was super into like army stuff. <laughs> like that's a man. <laughs> so we always I have wore, a blue like, bikini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always wore his army khaki pants. And at the time, I was like obsessed Ooh, with Avril Lavigne, and she was into that. So I was uh, into that. Huh. <laughs> and he would like run around our house, like jumping off the couch. And I was like, that's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> With but, the camo um, and everything? Yeah. So there's just one person in the hot tub. No, right. no there's, 
goes to is my brother and his friend. And then the next time you spied on someone with your camera. Oh, when was this? Maddie and Michael. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's more of like a series. Oh. I, I mean, like. So you have a history, a pattern. Of season this. eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, which one are you talking about? When you were on the balcony. Oh, and, in Cancun? And they, you were like. Oh, okay. That was a different story. Okay. Damn, uh, I didn't know there was more. <laughs> so my little sister, um, she is dating a boy. His name is Michael. He's really cool. He's been on the podcast before. Um, and I don't know why, but I just, maybe I just think it's funny. So I spy on them sometimes. And um, they hadn't seen each other for like a month. So it was like this big buildup and like they were all so excited. And young, and course, young I, love too, so dramatic. No, and I would be too, like, and I'm so single, so it's like maybe part of me's like envious, you know, but so here she is, like running down the stairs to see him. He gets out of the car and my mom was with, with me, okay? It wasn't just me, like it was a team effort. Oh, okay. We were like crawling on our hands and knees, like slipping our fingers through the balcony with our phones, like trying to record them so we could see what was, I am so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Bro, you're like Harriet the Spy, so. Yeah, I Okay, I don't. Um, well, yeah. Anyways, okay, I'm next. So, um, <laughs> I did film that. They did get out of my way, so they couldn't be on camera. You got um, caught. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, one day they'll look back on that and be so thankful I filmed that. I bet. It's true. You know? Probably. I have you beat. With my telescope story. Oh, I hope so. But I've already told it, so we're not telling it again Aww. today. If you want to hear it, go back and listen. You can okay. tell it to her just for context. No, nah, we got to the time. Um, <laughs> you, what? What? You bastard. <laughs> All right. Any other questions for Sydney? I'm an open book, clearly. <laughs> just be careful. I might be outside your bedroom window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch your watch your back, listeners. Sydney might be filming. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Hey, I warned her we'd tease, so it's okay. Hey, <laughs> if I get the opportunity, it'll come back. Okay. Okay, so before coming onto this podcast, um, I wasn't really sure how, to, how it um, <laughs> worked out. And so I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I could like theme this in a way where it's like I tell like horror dating stories because everyone loves the drama when it comes to like dating, clearly. I mean, I'm filming it, but... Um, <laughs> So I text my friends up in Seattle, the girls that I lived with, and I was like, hey, do you guys have any, like, dating horror stories? And all these girls have a boyfriend of, like, five-plus years. So, like, you know, there's not a ton of, like, dating history aside yeah. from that person. So one of my friends messages back, and she goes, well, the first time I, I farted in front of Blake, I was on top of him. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. And she's like, I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> Like, no, that's definitely Internally a horror story. Terrifying, and I was like, yeah. I mean, that is definitely horrifying, but um, we've all been there. You know, you're going pee, pushing a little too hard, and it just whoop, slips out. Um, I feel like farting is like, uh, it's a milestone that should be two, like a year in? I don't know. I don't know. What would you guys say? A year in? I don't know. I Yeah, I mean, I had a boyfriend of four years, and I, I tooted in front of him, I think, twice. And one of them was, I was in his fraternity bathroom so there's stalls so you can hear everything and just um, echoing <laughs> and it was just us in the bathroom he was waiting outside the stall and 
I was squatting over the toilet because I was not putting my butt on that. Yeah. And so I was like <laughs> squatting, just uncomfortably trying to pee fast. And I, I pushed too hard and <laughs> just slipped out. And uh, I was like, babe, did, did you hear that? He's like, yep. <laughs> Dude, honesty, I like it. Yeah, you you I mean, think a year? I don't know. I was just That's trying to throw so long. Term. That is a really long time. I knew my girlfriend right now. I knew she wouldn't fart first. Just like. Well, she's a the lady. beginning of the relationship. Yeah, I was like, she. I know for a fact she's gonna hold it and hold it and hold it or until go to the she bathroom. Dies. Yeah, yeah. Until I fart first, and then she'll be okay with it. So, so but date two, you just, just worked ass or what? Oh yeah. Oh, we first weren't even dating yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think it took like two months, dude. That's mortifying. I'm gonna tell you something super embarrassing. I was taking a martial arts class. <laughs> huh? That's embarrassing. The, yeah. real, the real karate kid. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Cobra oh, no. Kai and this bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Connecting with your ancestors. And one of it, it was capoeira, Brazilian dance fighting. So a lot of it, you're supposed to be on your head headstand, right? <laughs> so I'm in my headstand like for 10 minutes and the instructor comes over. I don't know what happened, y'all. But the second he like readjusts me, I my and like his face is in your ass. Basically. And I just ripped ass. Oh, and he just face. ate your fart. <laughs> and he was just like oh. so upset. And I was just like, I'm, so, I'm upside down. Blood's rushing to my head. I'm pat- and I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's gas, so embarrassing. Gas rises. <laughs> yeah. So it, it makes sense oh, if you're upside no. down. That was embarrassing. But any more, any more feedback from oh, your friends? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that one I was like, okay, that's, that's a fun one. And then my other roommate um, messaged me. She was like, well, you know about my naked squats. And I was like your naked squats what and so she was like well when um me and my boyfriend started dating it was long distance we were probably like a year into it so every chance I got like I wanted whenever I saw him I wanted to look like the best I could just snatched like fit you know body on point so they had a sleepover she was visiting up him up in Seattle and in the morning she woke up happened to be butt naked and um decided to be a good time to do some squats you know, before he woke up. So here she is thinking he's asleep. Just like one, two, just a butt naked. And I I don't know if she was, I think she was facing him, okay? Which honestly might be worse than the butt to the face. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure like a squat naked just is not. Appealing. <laughs> a lot of things you are know? getting exposed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess she was like mid squat, like <laughs> down and he opens his eyes and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, just had, I mean, she had no words. I don't know. It's a dream. Just, Go back to sleep. I, yeah. <laughs> I said it's worse because she was like mid squat. Yeah. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah. Just mortifying. But I know I was trying to think back and I feel like I haven't really had any horrible dating experiences, which I'm very fortunate. Like, you That's know, good. catfishes. Um, there was one time, um, I was talking to this boy. It was long distance. We met over Instagram. Um, (laughs) And so before I went out to visit him, we would FaceTime all the time. And one time he FaceTimed me right out of the shower, you know. He was just like laying in his bed and we were talking. Was it like he was trying to get frisky or was it just like casual? No, like it was like shoulder up. Like, you know, I didn't even know that he was naked. And so we're just talking. We're probably on the phone for like two hours. So he's probably butt naked this whole time. And he's, like, laying there on his side, and all of a sudden, he's, like, talking to his dog, like, oh, come up here, come up here. And it's, like, this little chihuahua. And so it, like, jumps up, and it's, like, in his, like, crotch area, and he's, like, oh, do you want to see my dog? And I was, like, 
I would love to. Like, what's his name? Whatever. So he like brings the camera down to his waist level, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like that's not just his dog. <laughs> so here we are. I'm like, um, excuse me, like, you know, you're. And he's like, oh my gosh, like so mortified. Just the dog out. He was just like petting his dog with his like dong out, and I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but the best thing is she told us that story with her dad in the next room oh. <laughs> so she had to like tell it in a way where she was like i don't know like and i saw well, i was like trying I to saw be a like penis you yeah, know? <laughs> I know. and then mary jane is like have you seen his penis and i was like well no like on haven't FaceTime, you seen it before i did yeah and my dad's just sitting in the other room like and i was like i've never seen a penis like really loud so yeah. my dad could hear in, hush, 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 hush. Yeah, <laughs> don't know just, what those look like. <laughs> yeah. Sex, gross. <laughs> no. Okay, in all honesty, do you think he did it on accident? Because I'm yes. going to tell you right now, that sounds not that accident. That sounds like not accident you at see? all. But it wasn't like, it was like a. It was flaccid. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I, who wants to show that off? Who knows? <laughs> Some, I mean, you're some people a are showers. Or a shower, yeah. but... Everyone close closer ours and raise your hand if you would. <laughs> well, um, we did meet in person. Um, I did not see anything. <laughs> you didn't see the dog that time? Thankfully, but um, nice guy. It did not work out. Um, Good luck. Dirty dog. Yeah, he was a dirty dog. He was a dirty dog. That's hilarious. You, um, you were in a sorority. Yes, I was. Any crazy stories with that? Was um, it hectic? Was it wild? I mean, so we had a sleeping porch. So we had 40 girls sleep in one room, which is kind of crazy. So, what is it? Girls? A sleeping porch? Yeah. So it's like this massive room. It kind of like snaked around and it was just bunk bed, bunk bed, bunk bed. Oh, bunk damn. Bed. Yeah. And y'all, so you, no one had their own rooms? So we had our own rooms where we put our desk and our clothes, but we weren't allowed to sleep in there. It was a fire hazard. Yeah. So 40 people in one room is less a fire hazard? I know. And you had to keep your the windows open at all times. So like in the winter, your like mattress pads would kind of freeze over and it would be What's so going on? Cool. Did you go to a camp for a call? Yeah, I was going to say, is this boot camp? <laughs> no. Were you um, in the army? <laughs> no, I didn't. There was, um, I think there was one story of like this one girl. It was. Whoever slept in this like corner bed was convinced that she always saw a ghost, um, just like in her sleep. And she like had told us, oh, I don't remember stories too much, but I don't know if she was like dreaming it or she thought she saw it, but she would like see someone like always walk past. Mm. Um, and I think one night she said like she was talking to it. And I mean, girls do sleep talk and there's 40 of us. So it's like. I don't know. You don't really know where it's coming from, which is yeah. kind of scary. But um, dude, that's a nightmare. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't anything too traumatic, at yeah. least that I can talk about. But yeah, nothing. They were my sorority. At least was very good about like no hazing. Mm. Oh, no one gosh. got murdered. No, always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were very respect respectful. You're like you sleep in that haunted bunk. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Sean's nightmare. Just a lot of talking. Yeah. Or, yeah. or girls. Sean's like, I'm out. I can't, I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of girls. Um, hmm. Nothing too crazy, though. I only lived in for one year. Hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, 
big and small, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 3am. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. We had a story last week um, given to us by a listener, and she went to Fresno State. And she was in a sorority and she, her house had a ghost that she was friends with. What do you mean friends with? So if you listen to it, just long story short or short story shorter, um, this girl. uh, So the the first time that she encountered it was she was like setting up the TV. One of her friends got into the sorority and she feels a tug on her shirt. Oh, stop. And she turns around and all her friends are on the couch, which by the way, you talked about them having like the grabber kind oh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, you ask her about They it? were 20 feet away. Uh, yeah. Like, maybe like it was a pretty grabbers, big grabber. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it is. That's more logical. Um, so she's like, what is going on? So she tucked in her shirt into, she was wearing um, tights and it happens again, but it gets pulled out of her tights. She turns on and her friends are still sitting on the couch, but they didn't mm. see anything for some reason. Anyway, that was the first time. Second time, she's like laying in her bed and she sees the girl standing like out of the foot of her bed. Uh-uh. And she's stoked about it. Stoked? Yeah, she's like trying oh. to make friends with it. And she's like having conversations, like conversing with this girl. And this girl is like showing her like how she died. How she died and what? Um, yeah, this like the whole history of it. So it just reminded me of that. But she sent a picture. <gasps> They found out they did some research to try to find out her name. And there was like a picture that they took in the sorority house unrelated to the ghost. It was just, I don't know. Like girls hey, we're take, hanging out. Girls photo. take pictures. Yeah. Um, or video through blinds. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. That, I'm not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but the picture has the girl's name on somebody's shirt, like written what? in like light kind of. Ew. Yeah. But that's so freaky. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Cool little update. Dude, that's a good segue into maybe a couple stories Sydney oh, no. is going to share tonight. Jessica? I think so. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, it's not funny. <laughs> give okay. Me, give me one second. Sorry, okay. I got to fire off this text. Okay. So, little backstory um, I am kind of terrified of dolls. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like it's pretty normal. I know it's very normal, but okay. So backstory. So growing up, um, a lot of my friends had these little dolls called like American Girl dolls. I don't know if you guys have heard of yep. them, but they're really cute. Small. They all have names and personalities, yeah, right? Yeah. Stories. So I damn. Always, how do you know all about it? Because Mallory had some growing oh, okay. up. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, they're so cute. I always wanted Kit, but um, I never got her. <laughs> Shout out, Kit. Um, <laughs> so I always wanted an American Girl doll. And my dad was like, you know what's one step cooler is the twin doll. So I was like, okay. So I remember like my dad taking photos of like my face. And then like you like fill out this application and you get this doll that's like identical to you. But they're huge. So, like, one time my friend had, like, an American Girl doll party, and all of them like, a foot tall, and here I am with my, my huge, like, two-foot tall. It's like a person you're just carrying around. How old are you at this point, by the way? I need reference. Probably she like just got in. Eight. She just pledged. No. <laughs> um, okay, also, side note, I'm the worst at telling stories when I laugh, so sorry. No, it's fine. Um, but I just remember that was so scarring because I just, like, didn't fit in with my, my stupid twin doll. Literally okay. didn't fit in <laughs> with everyone's foot tall doll. They're like, Cindy, can you leave? Which Your American G- girl is that? Giant, American giant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so your history with dolls is just okay. No, confusing. so that was so that was traumatizing. But no, that was actually after um, the fact that I realized that I was like so terrified of them. It was because so I get this twin doll after I've been begging for an American Girl doll for Christmas, and the next day, like my grandma's visiting, she turns on Chucky of all movies, oh. <laughs> and here I am sitting with my brand new American like. Giant not doll. sorry, <laughs> my twin doll, not my American doll. Um, <laughs> watching Chucky. Here I am, like, what? Like looking at the doll, like, wait. The doll's all like, this shit's scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so since like that day, literally like the day after Christmas, I've just been terrified of her. And my parents were like, oh, it's fine. Like they try to like make her like sleep in my bed with me, you know, or like sit her like sit her at the like at the end of my bed with all my stuffed animals. But I was just convinced she was always like blinking or winking at me. Like I don't know. Anyway, so she's up in my parents' um closet still to this day. What's um, her name? Sydney. Sydney. It's she's a twin. Oh, oh okay. It's That's a, what you meant. Okay. It's a twin. They literally I so, don't know if you fo- she fully explained, like they take a picture of you yeah. and they make it look like you. Yeah. So, like oh, down okay. to your freckles and like Mine had glasses. We had matching outfits. It was like the whole deal. <laughs> it sounds like okay, a Goosebumps sorry, episode where it like oh, assumes yeah. the role of your life yeah. Yeah. and like boots you out. Um, she's fully, upstairs in the closet, that. so not quiet. Bro, this is <laughs> probably get rid of it. By, at this I point. know. I would never do that. That is so terrifying to me. And it's like borderline like voodoo in a way. You're like creating this thing and then putting so much okay, energy into it. That, yeah. It's That's creepy. I don't know, but I would be terrified of it as well. <laughs> So, um, growing up, my brother thought it would be hilarious to, like, put it in my room with, like, a knife in its hand, like, an airsoft gun, like, when I'd come home, and it's just, like, so traumatizing, and, um, my parents feed off of that, and so... No, surely they grounded him and said, don't do that, that's... You should No, not. they love it, and I'll get into this story with Jessica. So, um... Let's see. Where do I start with Jessica? So Jessica's a special doll. Um, 
Jessica is this porcelain doll. She has these beady purple eyes. Not blue, green. No, they're purple. And I love that color. So it's like, okay. <laughs> um, so we are watching Jessica. Um, I know that sounds a little weird. Or but, she's um, watching you. <laughs> she is all the time. Um, so Jessica came into our family because an older relative had married a man and they were at the age where they couldn't conceive their own child. And so they got this doll and it was like their child and they named her Jessica. And so, but wait, it wasn't like, Hey, we have a toy. It's like this thing literally represents the child we would have had if we were younger. Dude, there's a movie. It's like boy. Is yeah. it boy? It's called I was boy. Say, yeah. So it is, but this is real life. Like the parents are super like, this is a you real person. You have to feed oh, him yes. and put him to bed. And yeah. Yeah, so they their older relative has this, and then it comes to a point where they ask Sydney and her so, family to take care of it. So my mother was very close with the woman, and they moved out of their house, and for some reason they couldn't take Jessica with them. And so um, she asked my mother if she would watch Jessica, and my mom was like, of course, sure. Like, So Jessica's at her house now, and she lives upstairs with my twin doll. Sydney. Um, with you. <laughs> she lives with me yeah. upstairs. Um, Do you think Sydney's up there talking shit on you or just telling maybe. her everything about you? I'm sure they talk. Um, so Jessica, yeah, a little backstory, the purple eyes. Um, she has that, so she's made of porcelain. So like when her legs touch, it's like that chalk sound. Like ting, ting. Yeah, kind of. But it's like if you rub it together, it's just like so cringe. Not that I like rub her legs. <laughs> why I don't want to touch her is because like when you pick her up her legs like clink yeah yeah, yeah, like because it's like it's like a sack body and then glass arms and legs and so it's like um purple eyes yeah so she also had an accident she fell um broke her face and so um they tried to glue it back together flex seal (laughs) so what's creepy is her face is like stitched together too yeah. Now, so it has like this yeah. crack across. Yeah. So um, just imagine, just picture your nightmares, and that's Jessica. <laughs> but no disrespect. Sorry. No. This is Jessica's the trope great. of every horror movie like with a doll, but like I've never heard it in real life. Yeah. Before, so yeah. Sydney's living it. <laughs> Stop. Okay. So um, with Halloween happening, my mom goes upstairs and gets all the Halloween decorations, and she's like setting up. And this is when the torment started happening. So. She started placing Jessica in certain areas around the house so I would find her and get, like, super scared. So <laughs> one time I came home and she was just, like, sitting on my bed with a knife in her hand and I, like, scream, you know, whatever. Um, one time I was, like, in my car looking back to reverse and she's sitting in the back seat of my oh, car. Shit. And I'm like, well, that's one way to get in an accident. <laughs> yeah, I would have died. It's my greatest fear. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And um, the latest, <laughs> my parents um, – Hung her in my shower. So, like, I, like what kind of hung? Like, like noose? noose hung? Like, bro. <laughs> so they, um, I screamed so loud because when I go to turn on the faucet, I always like look down and I turn on and then I look up. And so I was like reaching down. I have a video I can show you later. Show, but, show. Um, okay. I already know. I already know. I already know. <laughs> okay, wait. What is this like a horrific this elf is, on the shelf? <laughs> Just hiding in a round place. Take a shower and I lean down to, you know, 
So Jessica's just, you can hear my mom laughing in the background. So traumatizing. Um, so before the shower, my mom set her up in my room on my shelf. So I have like this sliding door closet and then above it is a shelf. So there she is like sitting up there to a point where like I could reach it, but I don't want to touch her legs just because of the sound. Um, the so, rubbing. Yeah. Mm. And so here I am like laying in my bed at night and there she is just watching me sleep and I have a mirror in front of my bed. So it's like if I look into the mirror, I can see her in the corner of it. If I turn right, I can see her. And if I turn left, I can feel her. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm laying here in the dark. It's like a normal day. I mean, I guess it's in, in the evening. It was like normal day. Weather was fine. I was laying there and I turn and look at her and I'm like, Jessica, if you're real, turn on the light. So I'm like laying there, no lights go on. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, Jessica, you're good. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, so I go to bed, I go to sleep that night. All of a sudden I wake up, lightning outside my window. Thunder and lightning for like an hour. Like it was like, right, sorry, I'm talking so loud. Um, it was like <laughs> right Outside the window, I kid you not. It was so scary, and I called my mom, and I was like, Your entire room, like, lit up, right? Oh, yeah, my entire room was lighting up, and it was, like, flash after flash. Like, it wasn't just, like, one thunder. It was, like, so crazy, and I tried to get a video of it, but, like, you can't really tell. But, yeah, I would, like, light up my whole room, and I'm just, like, looking at Jessica, like, this is you. Was she staring at you? Of course. She always was. (laughs) And so I call my mom. I'm what, 24? I'm like, hey, can you come sleep in my bed tonight? <laughs> so she came down. She slept in my bed with me. And I made her take Jessica out the next morning. And I haven't seen her since the shower. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I don't know if it was her. But it's like. Well, you were telling me you you feel, you kind of feel like her energy. You were she, like, I don't know. She just, But I think she's a nice girl. I think I need to give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Um, that's real big of you. Yeah. <laughs> but that is terrifying. Uh, the fact that you like reached out is what scares me the most. Cause in my opinion, scary things don't have a lot of power until you're the one to like, almost See, I've invite never, it. and that's like, I've never had like a paranormal experience. Like I don't like, I do believe in spirits, but I like to only believe in good spirits. But of course with the good, there's bad. Mm. But I like to only focus on and like welcome good ones. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm like out there like welcoming them, but like <laughs> I try to have like positive intentions if I'm talking to Jessica, you know, because I, yeah. you know, we're helping her out. We're babysitting her. Like <laughs> we could have thrown her away. <laughs> if she knows it. Yeah. <laughs> I was hanging out with this girl when I was back in college. And at work, oh. I was really famous for telling scary stories, Mm -hmm. telling riddles, things like that when it got slow. And I had never been to this girl's house. Um, She kind of invited me on the whim. And she was like, you you should really come see the house I'm I'm living in. And I think Sean was with me. And more and more information is coming out about this house. (laughs) Was it her grandma? Yeah, it was her grandma. Her roommate's grandma. Oh, yeah. yeah, So her roommate's grandma had lived in this house like her whole life died in the oh, house. Gosh, that's the worst. And so her and her uh, friend wait, there's more. moved in. 
and they are alone living in this really big house, this really big old house, just the two of them. Was it like older, like modern? So updated? you walk in, it was straight 70s. Mm. Everything yep. about it, like shag carpet, the couch was disgusting, covered in plastic, like drapes, like curtains everywhere. You know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. super old school decor. And I was like, dang. Like when we got there, Sean and I were like, whoa, this house is really creepy. And they're like, and okay. Then we walked in. Just They're like, we legitimately live in this eight percent of the house and like we're gonna take you and show you the other parts of the house so they like turn on lights and just the rooms there's things like draped like cranking a generator <laughs> yeah. they throw logs in the fire yeah uh there's like sheets on stuff like it's old school and creepy mm. and just the further we got into the house i was like Ugh. and everything of the grandmas is still there like almost like oh, she could like walk that. out of a room at any time i don't like that and then they're like okay and the, the decor is getting creepier. Everything's creepier. And they're like, okay, this is, this is the room that we really wanted to show you. And they reach over and they open the door. Creep. Flick on the lights. And there are a hundred dolls. Oh, no. Porcelain. Lining tall, the walls. Small, lining the walls. They're just completely covering the table. And they're all in. just like this facing the door. That this old lady had collected dolls her entire life mm-hmm. and they were all mm-hmm. in that room. And Sean and I were like, What the hell is this? like so terrifying? Were they pretty like maintained or were there cobwebs? And- oh, no, there was yeah, cobwebs yeah. everywhere, oh, okay. but they were like, they were well maintained until like, Yeah, it's the porcelain ones, like the plastic. I'm a little better with, but just <laughs> I think it's the sound and the feeling of them that just really rubs me the wrong way. That's just oh, such bad product design. I feel like the porcelain, especially for a child, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> we're gonna give this person a glass-like, <laughs> you know, integrity doll to throw around all day. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was truly terrifying. Mm. I've been yeah. afraid of dolls since Chucky as well. I used to have nightmares about Chucky and Toy Story. Ooh, really? Like uh, after Chucky and Toy Story happened to me as a child, I had a happened mon- to you as a child. <laughs> yeah, as it was afflicted <laughs> upon me. Uh, <laughs> I had a doll monkey that was like my height. And I remember one time I tossed it on the bed and it fell. And I just walked out of the room and half, I, almost out of the room, I stopped and I was like, went back in, picked him up, put him on the, <laughs> the bed. And I was like, oh, sorry, dude. Yeah, you can't disrespect them. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, this dude could choke That's me out when I'm, I'm sleeping. That's why I'm worried about this podcast. <laughs> and Jessica hears you. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to this outside my house. I didn't feel like there was any disrespect, yeah. though. So I think you're good. Yeah. Like, okay. Probably. We never had any dolls. Because we didn't have any girls <laughs> in my family, but we had this huge teddy bear from like the fair, you know what I'm talking about? Oh. And I loved terrorizing my brother, my little brother Bubba, and I would sit behind it and he'd like lean up against it and I'd grab the arms and like, <gasps> no, <laughs> just trap him in and I'd, I'd hide behind it. But yeah, that was our only experience with dolls. <laughs> that's <so>. funny. <laughs> okay, so that's Jessica. But you had another story. I do have a story. This one's just a little freaky. Um, My mom told me this. Actually, the first time I heard about it was when we were on vacation with you and MJ. Um, We had a night where Charlie just told all his scary stories to us. We, like, turned off all the lights, and my mom was like, my turn. Um, (laughs) No, it it was like, uh, Aunt Michelle, have you ever had anything scary happen to you? No, not at all. And I was like, like, nothing, nothing. And she's like, no, not really. I mean, this thing happened, but whatever. And I was like, dude, that's terrifying. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, 
So I think that's the, that's the story yeah. that Sydney's going to share. Yes, it is. So my mom was living down in San Pedro, California. She was in her mid-20s. She had two other roommates. And one night she came home and she all was- All female, right? Yeah, all female. Um, what year is this, you think? Mm. Like 80s? 90s? It's yeah, be 80s, 80s yeah. It, needless to say, it was just back then, no cell phones. No, yeah, yeah, it would have been 80s. Okay. So, yeah, you had like the landline with like the long cord, all that stuff. Into that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, she came home one night. She was all alone, which isn't really out of the ordinary, you know? I mean, she lived in a fairly safe area. And she gets this phone call and she's all alone. She's like, oh, I wonder who's that? You know, like not many people know your phone phone number unless it's like memorized. She answers it. She's like, hello. And it's this man. And he's like, hello. And she's like, hello. And he's like, I know where you are. I know where you live. I know you just got home and I know you're alone. She's like, what? No, you don't. Like, who is this? Who is this? And she hangs with the phone and she picks it back up and he's still on the line. He's like, don't hang up on me. I'm just down at the Arco. <sighs> and so she's freaking out at this point, like hangs with the phone, like keeps like going up and down with the phone because he he's won't still, disconnect or something no because i guess with the landlines back then like both parties have to disconnect oh. weird yeah weird i would like try to test him <laughs> oh my gosh no go, how many fingers am i holding up <laughs> so scary no that's terrifying yeah so she's freaking out and yeah i mean there's an arco just down the street so he's close and she's home alone she doesn't know when her roommates are coming back so finally thankfully she gets a hold of one of her roommates with who was on the date with her boyfriend and they come back to the house and my mom's fine. And about a month later she moves out. Um, and then about, didn't you say I, uh, when she told it, she was saying stuff like there had been multiple times where someone at the house was creeped out. Like they had mm-hmm. felt weird. They yeah. would get weird calls. Like this guy was doing it enough. And I think it affected Michelle quite a I bit. I think it was, she was the first one to actually like, conversate with him and yeah have a conversation with this random man and so she moves out of the apartment whatever um i think at this point she moved up to oregon but a couple girls that she knew actually moved into the apartment and about two months after she gets this phone call one of the girls who lived in the room um a man climbed in through her window held her at knife point was threatening to rape her and kill her and that could have been my mom but I mean, thankfully, this woman um, was able to get away. I think the cops arrested him. But I mean, who knows if it was the same man that was calling my mom? Dude, if I were if I were to bet, yeah, he it was definitely the same person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's so crazy. The idea because like she was saying, Aunt Michelle was saying like, you know, it felt bad. It felt weird enough to where like it did help her with the idea of moving, and she left. And at that point, you're like, okay. Was I overreacting? Was that real? Was that just a harmless prank? Mm-hmm. Until like you the don't know. Month or two later. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But then to find out, like someone did come through that Holy window sh- in her mom's room, mm-hmm. and and do that is terrifying. Yeah. So thankfully, both women got away. Do you know if? Oh, we don't know who the man is. No. Even though he was arrested. Mm-mm. Do we think it's someone that your mom knew? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I feel like she would have known. Like, I feel like my mom had a really like close-knit friend group down in California. Yeah. And so it's not like they were really like branching out aside mm. from that. 
It sounds like it was definitely someone in the community though, or someone who like. Yeah. To be able to get, I mean, I don't know how the phones worked in apartments back then. Hmm. Like if you could just call the front desk, kind of like a hotel. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Or maybe he had known someone who lived there previously. And so he knew the number. Oh yeah. Hmm. I just, uh, like, why did he target that one? You know, kept was persistent with that one thing. Like if it was like the house or whoever was living in it. I mm-hmm. think it was just an easy target, like three a bunch of younger young women. Yeah. Mm. Maybe he got turned down at some point, like tried to say so he was just mad. Oh well, my I'm pretty sure that's prom night. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, movie. A super similar thing happened. We were at a friend's house. We were talking in the living room and their mom was not a part of the conversation. And we're all just chatting and we're talking about scary things that happen and trying to, and this is before a podcast. So this is us just, you know, I heard this happen to my cousin, you know, and our friend turns to his mom was like, mom, did you ever have anything weird happen? And she was so nonchalant. She's like, no, not really. Well, there was this one time and she's like, and he's, well, he pushed her. He was like, like nothing. Do you never had anything happen? You never met any weirdos. And she's like, well, I guess this one and tells this story in like the most nonchalant off the cuff way. Just with like with Michelle, literally it was when I, when your mom did that, I was like, dude, deja vu. This is yeah. so weird. Which is also maybe says something just about the culture back then is like when dudes did something like that, it was just kind of like, oh, whatever, you know? I feel <laughs> like it was, I mean, I, I can't say it's a normal because that's not a normal thing to do, no, but definitely. that was kind of in the age of like um, Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. The, the Green River Killer. Mm-hmm. I don't know their names, but. No, yeah. Serial killers were a lot more common back then. For sure. But so our friend's mom lived in Provo and she lived in an apartment full of girls and they had all individually gotten feelings that they were being watched in this house at random times, you know, taking off their shirt, right? To get in the shower and they would just get a creepy vibe. And this this had happened to all of them to the point where they were like just a little on edge. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of them would even say they feel like they're being watched, right? Mm -hmm. That was like something they had all experienced. So one early, early morning, she was laying in her bed and she had a room that was on the ground level with a window that backed right to an alley in between two homes that was like um, this small, narrow walkway. Mm -hmm. And she said, out of nowhere, she just wakes up. And this is early, maybe 536. It's winter time, so it's completely dark. And she just has this terrifying feeling and she's feeling the feeling like she's being watched. And as she's kind of like trying to assess what's going on, she hears a small knock at her window. And then really quickly, boom, 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 boom on her front door. So she's terrified. She screams, wakes up the, the people in the house. They all come out to the living room again. Boom, 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 boom. They all go to the door and they open it up and it's a policeman. And he's like, is everyone in here? Okay. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, I just saw a man run away from a window on the side of the house. And they were like, holy shit. So they all go outside, they walk over there and there is perfect footprints that walk right up to the window and they're facing in the window and then they run away. Like you can tell. So scary. And the cop said there have been reports of breaking and enterings like in this neighborhood. Have you guys experienced anything like that? And they all told like they had felt watched, but none of them had been attacked Mm -hmm. or anything. And he goes, okay, well just be safe. Make sure you lock your doors, lock your windows. And she told us that. And all of us were like, 
wait, what? Because she was like, oh, it was nothing, you know? But to me, that's so terrifying. I would hate that. Dude, I have a couple stories of not feeling safe in your own house. Um, and they're all recent. In this house? This is one of the houses. Oh, no. So we just moved into this house. This is my parents' house. They bought it last year, but they still live in Hawaii. Sean, Kevin, and I moved in here like a month and a half ago or so. Yeah. And Kevin is very sensitive to a lot of kind of spiritual things and, and whatnot. But his whole family is. Yeah. Yeah. He's since early childhood, he's been around like a lot of negative, dark kind of energy. For reference, Kevin's been pulled out of his bed in the middle of the night. Stop. And pulled under his bed. Under? By something. His roommate woke up and saw him and he was like, like coming out from under the bed. And his roommate, he said when he touched him, it like let him, everything let him go. So he's had experiences. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, uh, he doesn't get scared very easily. He's, Mm -hmm. he's very, I don't know. Desensitized to the devil. Yeah. (laughs) Since this happened so many times, he's like, oh yeah, this is how it is, you know? Just like the 80s and serial killers. Um, <laughs> Just how it is. Yeah. But um, he can probably give a better descri- description of what's happened. And he hasn't told us everything yet either. I don't think he has, no. But what he's told me is he's he constantly sees somebody standing in the stairwell here and watching him from the stairwell. And he says in his room, he doesn't like sleeping in his room because they're like he says, he said the things that I see and feel at night. I don't want to sleep in my room anymore. Where does he sleep? On the couch in the living room. Well, and now then, he sleeps on the couch, but his room is back there. Yeah. And 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 again, I'm going to impress the fact that Kevin does not easily scare. Like he want there's a there's a haunted house here where they are allowed to take you away from the, your group mm-hmm. and like torture mm-hmm. you in a room no. and Kevin's like sign me up. So excited. Or Kevin's like let's play with Ouija boards in a haunted house. Like he's not afraid. So when he voiced that to all of us, all of us were like. So is it a dark figure or he thinks it's an actual person? I don't know. We'd From have the to ask stairwell, him it sounds like a dark figure. Yeah. So this house is pretty far out there. I'm not going to give an exact. Give but me the exact location. <laughs> it's like What's seven exact hours address? outside yeah. the valley. There's not a lot of homes around. Like it's pretty sparse. It's a new development on the edge of town. They all moved in at like different times. They were moving their stuff in. And mm-hmm. Kevin said Every time he brought stuff into the house, because he's like carrying these trunks and stuff. Yeah. Second he got in, he was like, something's off. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm being watched. So that's Kevin's experience. Yeah. And he didn't, share with the, he didn't share that with us. Until Bring. one night, we're all home. And I go outside to grab something in my car. And the car is not parked in the driveway. I park it on the street. And at least that night. And... It's it's night night time. Like and there's no I don't think there's street lights out here. No, it's dark out there. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty dark. So I open the garage. That's the only light I have. The light coming from the garage. And the street is like what, twenty yards away? Mm-hmm. So the thing that I have is in the back seat of the car, but on the other side. But instead of going around to the street side, I stay on the sidewalk and I like like reach in. My like my whole top half of the body is in and the, the car's pitch black. Uh, well, I have the lights on in the car. Like when you open it, the lights in the car turn on. So yeah, I, yeah. I go in and I'm reaching across to grab it. And I hear above my head on the roof of the car, kum, 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 a knock. And it was audible. Like I know it wasn't in my head. 
and I slowly back out and I start to stand up and I look above the roof of my car, nothing. And I turn around and I look, nothing. We live in, it's like almost a desert out yeah. here, you know? Yeah. So no, there's no way somebody could hide unless it was on the other side of the car. And I remember walking around it, nothing. And I turn around and start walking back and Kevin walks out of the, the door into the garage to grab something. But I was the only one there. Or was I, you know? No way. <laughs> um, so I shared that. And then Kevin told me, he said, okay, I've been experiencing, st experiencing stuff too. And then he told us about the stairwell in his room. So he keeps walking past the stairwell and he says, out of the corner of his eye, in the corner, there's a black figure. And he kind of like freezes and he'll look over and it's gone. But he keeps seeing it like in the same spot. Okay, so do you guys think these like figures have been invited into your home because you guys talk about this stuff? Or do you Here's think this the thing. has been... The last place we recorded, the people who lived above us complained a lot because they were experiencing things. No way. So things would try to open our door and I was the only one home. She said she was up in her room in the master bedroom. She had locked the door and she wakes up in the middle of the night, has a weird feeling and she looks right at her door and she says she sees the doorknob like turn. No. And then it goes. Um, then while she's watching the door, a crash in their bathroom, she said like all her soaps per pert plus just like dove and fell onto the shower floor. That was when she got really pissed at us before then she had heard noises in the house to the point where she called the cops. So she knew that you guys were filming yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's like, are they playing with Ouija boards? What are <laughs> they doing in there? No. See, but whenever it's been like the house out in Bluffdale or a cabin, nothing ever happened. Yeah. The um, only the nothing's only ever happened when I'm the only one here. It's like it's always ooh. chill when I'm here by myself. Kevin is the only consistent, like the common denominator. Yeah, between those two, I have another one. <gasps> oh no! That happened a week ago. A week oh, about a week, a week ago. ago. Uh, I'm gonna get out of this house <laughs> right now. It, it wasn't over. this house. It wasn't this house. Okay. Um, this one terrified me a lot. Uh, so it was it was October 1st, full moon. And I was at work. Mallory, my girlfriend, she's at home. And she has a whole basement to herself. It's like the electrical room and the under the stairs closet, a bathroom, her room and like the basement living room. So that's all hers. She has three other roommates who are never home. And if they are, they're always cooped up in their room. She knew that one of her roommates were home upstairs in her room. Never comes out, you know? She has like a microwave in her room. She doesn't come out. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah, she, she said, walks in, goes upstairs. Are they friends or no, just kind of random no, roommate? Really. Okay. Yeah, random, all random. She's seen her like twice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a nice roommate, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. It's pretty ideal. Um, but she's just hanging out on her couch just swiping through her phone, Tinder, you know. Oh, <laughs> while she's dating you? Yeah, no. Come on. Um, she has the TV on, which is lighting up the room, but that's the only light. Like all the other lights are off. Mm -hmm. And she's on her phone just mindlessly scrolling. And she hears audibly from her bedroom when she knows that she's alone, she hears.
and she stops scrolling. She presses home. She presses the phone. She hits my name and FaceTimes me. So I'm sitting at work. It's nighttime. She's like, are you, are you at my house? Me constantly always trying to scare her. I say, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You're a devil, dude. (laughs) And she was like, ah, okay. (gasps) Because I just heard, heard you in my room. And immediately I was like, oh shit. Come to me right now. She said, like, what are you talking like about? Like in said, the room or? Yeah, she's like, okay, I'll, I'll head right into the room. <laughs> uh, she said, what do you mean? I said, I'm not at your house. Like, I'm still at work. So I was like, I can stay with you on the phone until you get in your car and drive off. She's like, okay. And she just comes in her pajamas. <laughs> but could you, that's a pretty crazy, like, that's a pretty intense reaction. Like, you felt justified in telling her, like, get out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Like, I'm not going to, like, mess around further. Like, she's yeah. clearly scared. So. That's true. She's, like, calling you at this point. And yeah. Like, no, yeah. She's yeah. not like that. Let me Have see if something's wrong. Have you guys gone back? Yeah, yeah. So, we, so she, she comes and it's crazy. So, she's FaceTiming me and she's going up the stairs. Oof. And I'm like, I have my, my fingers ready to, like, screenshot in case anything happens. I don't know. What else am I supposed to do? You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, she's going up the stairs and I'm like, just... I always expect the worst. You can see. So I'm expecting something to, as she's like nearing the top of the stairs, something at the bottom and start chasing her. And she's like making her way to the front door and she gets to the front door. She says, all my shoes are in my room. (gasps) And I'm like, I don't know if you think shoes are worth it. (laughs) Barefoot, uh, baby, barefoot. You're going to need to go get those. Yeah. Um, She gets in her car. I said, check the back seat. She checks the back seat before she gets in. Smart. And doesn't see anything <laughs> and she drives away i'm like 15 minutes away at work and uh she's doing fine when she gets gets to me and uh finish work she sticks with me and then we go back to her house and i grab a knife because i don't have anything else and she's with me because i didn't want to leave her by herself so i just go downstairs check the shower check the uh, under the stairs closet, check the electrical room, behind the water heater, everything. Uh, go into her closet, go under her bed, everything. Nothing. Windows locked. Nothing looks like it fell over, could have made a clapping sound, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, nothing's happened since. She has had, over the past, like, month or so, she'll come home and things that are hanging on the walls are on the floor. Ooh. Even things that are nailed into the wall. And they just like crash on the floor and they're like everywhere. What? So all of that built up to the, you know. You might be a common denominator as well. I, oh I might gosh. be too. I'm with two common denominators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the the clapping terrified me, especially how it was, she said it was fast. She did it for me, you know. It was fast and then it slowed down. Yeah. Ew. I love that she called you to ask if you were in her room, like you'd be sitting there, like in the dark by yourself, like clapping. Well, he does I try mean, to I, scare I, her. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, because I, I, I'm always like hiding somewhere and she'll come down and I'll like just go boo and scare oh, okay, her, you okay. know, or I'll video the whole thing. So she's like, are you like in my room trying to scare me? And I was like, maybe. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're a freaking <laughs> ass. <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, okay. And then so, it was like, 
And I was like, yeah, my whole demeanor changed. Like, oh, no. No. Come over. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not there. So but, the roommate was just upstairs, every yeah, man for itself, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like the lights were off in the rest of the house. Oh my god! Silent. Yeah. Uh, last time we were recording here, and we left. I went out the front door, and DJ went to the garage. He had to go get something from his car, and then halfway to my car, I was like, "Crap, I forgot something." So I came back in, and then I go out, and DJ's in his car trying to grab something, and I'm like 30 feet behind him, and I go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> like that. And DJ goes, and like jumps up and turns around. And he's like, you, oh, you bastard. And I was just like, sorry, dude. Good night. But yeah, I was getting you back for mile, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well deserved. It was well fun. deserved. But uh, that's not the, you also have had crazy sleep paralysis in Mal's house. Yeah. Yeah. I shared it once before. Yeah. But I had sleep paralysis all growing up. Okay. But. I probably the worst one that I've had in the last 10 years was at Mel's house. But I I guess I've kind of like had sleep paralysis. Really? Um, Yeah. There's this one room in my house. Like I've never felt like unsafe in my house other than like when I was younger. Or the dolls in your. Okay. Aside from Jessica, but see, I didn't feel unsafe because it's like if I really felt unsafe, I would have left my room rather than have my mom come in it. Yeah. 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 It's just startling. Um, yeah, it was just know. like, Jessica, chill. Like, <laughs> um, but so I used, there's, um, in our house, the bottom floor has four bedrooms. And there's one bedroom that used to be the master suite we've like built onto our house. So it has a bathroom and everything. And the only time I really get sleep paralysis is when I sleep in this room. And my brother has experienced the same thing. Um, and my brother, I was talking to him about it. And I didn't know that he had the same like reaction as I did. You guys found out like at Blackview. Yeah, we did. And it was that same room. And I guess for him, his sleep paralysis came to him in the form of like a woman without a face, like walking through the bathroom door to the bed and like hovering over it. Whereas like for me, my sleep paralysis was like the sounds of like chains dragging down the hallway into the room. But it's like... It freaked me out, but never to a point because I could always like switch it and be like, oh, that's just Nikki, our dog coming down the hallway because she would come to every bedroom throughout the night and like kind of like say hi and stuff. And she had a harness that like jingled. But I guess I don't know if it was like my sleep process that like morphed morphed it. it. Yeah. But it was like it would sound like someone was like walking with chains, like dragging them down the hall. But then my brother like experienced it with a woman without a face he, coming he, out of the bathroom. He was the one who nonchalantly was like, oh, you're talking about the woman without a face. And I was like, no, the man with the chains. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wait, what? And he was like, oh, just my entire life I've had sleep paralysis and this lady without a face would stand at the foot of my bed and watch me sleep. I feel like it happens like uh, that where it's like you have something, you don't like to talk about it and then somebody else has something similar and then... Then you bond over it. Yeah. 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 Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I like moving back home. I had the choice to be in that room or my like favorite room, and I was like, not that room. Yeah, <laughs> like, not good the choice. Sleep paralysis good choice. Room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's crazy. Yeah. Did you have your sleep paralysis story? You want you want to hear it? Yeah, I've shared well, it before, oh, but, you I, did? but okay. I can share it again. Oh, okay. Just for context. Do it. Uh, I this maybe happened six months ago, and I was sleeping on the floor, and. There's a window in the room, and because it's in the basement, it's kind of like, it's like a well almost, and then, I don't know what those are called, then it's like the actual ground, but I like it. Oh, like just underground? Yeah. Anyway, 
there's a light from like the back porch kind of coming through the blinds. The blinds are shut, but there's, it's still like the light's still kind of leaking through. And I remember waking up and not being able to move and like having a really hard time breathing. And I could hear something talking to me saying my name Mm. and it came from the window and like my eyes were like fixated on this window and I'm watching it and I hear and I'm just watching at it or watching it and I hear again and it's not Mallory's voice and I'm just trying to like break this spell of you know where I'm frozen and I see that I don't see any features but it's a face that comes through the window and it like rushes at me like right towards my face oh no and when it hits me then i like break out of it and that was it that was my sleep paralysis (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) i don't know it's weird i haven't had something as intense like that in a long long time yeah because i used to get them a ton as uh like a teenager preteen like Mm -hmm. 10 to 15 and I would see like people in my room just like standing, not see, doing anything yeah, malicious. Yeah, I've never had like a figure, hmm. but like it's more like I hear sounds and it's just like a weight on me. Yeah. But I feel like I'm able, easily able to like calm myself down and like snap it off. Yeah. If that makes sense. For me, it goes through like cycles in the night. Really? Yeah. It ha- it, it'll happen multiple times. Oh, that's weird. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> but it'll happen like I'll like pull myself out of it and then. I'll immediately like fall back to sleep and it'll happen happen again and I'll keep going. Like waking up, going back into it, waking up, going back into it. And then there's always like one time where it's like the scariest or like the hardest to breathe or the hardest to move. And then I'm super exhausted and I fall asleep and then it's good. Oh my gosh. It's like it climaxes, but you said you had one more story. Just a quick one. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to share this is because we were recently in Wyoming. And I, I came across this. So this is from, this is from Deep Rider. <laughs> Shout out. Mm. Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so their family's from Oakland. Uh, this is back in 2012. Their family's from Oakland, California. They're on a trip in Lancer, Wyoming. Do you know where that is, Sean? No. Okay. So he's 16. His brother's about 12. His parents are in their mid-50s. So they've been on this road trip for a while. They're camping. They're traveling. It's a July day. Super nice outside. Windows are down. They're cruising through the mountains, right? They're trying to find a specific campground near a lake. And his parents are kind of lost. So they have no reception. They just have a map. So they pull off to the road and pull off into this like overview lookout area above the lake. And they pull over. They're looking at the map. They can't really figure out what road they're on. And as they're trying to figure this out, um, this lady's jogging up the road. So the dad just kind of says loudly out the window, excuse me, flags are down. Are you from here? Are you familiar with these parts at all? Yeah. What can I help you with? And he goes, hey, we're trying to get to these campgrounds. I can't remember what they're called, but it doesn't matter. And he's, she's like, do you, do you have any, you happen to know anywhere where that is? She goes, yeah, you're actually on the right road. Continue on this road for about two or three miles. At the very end, take a left and you should see the turnout for those campgrounds. And they're like, thank you so much. Like, we appreciate it. No worries. And she said at the very end of the conversation, it was like, thank you so much. What was your name again? She said, oh, my name is Amy. Thank you, Amy. You have a good one. Stay safe for sure. And he's 16. He said very, very vividly, he remembered she was pretty. She was blonde. 
She was wearing a yellow tank top and dark shorts. And so they said, thank you, Amy. They pulled out and they see her rear view mirror. She's running up the hill, disappear. They go camping. Like into the woods? <laughs> yeah. They turn around, she floats away. No. Yeah, what? <laughs> no, she just continued up the road and mm. out of sight. And that was, that was it. That was his experience. Until about two years later, he's watching a TV show called Disappeared. And they're talking about this lady who went missing. And it was back in the 1990s. She was seen running on the side of the road in Lancer, Wyoming, and never seen again. And her name was Amy Betchel, B-E-T-C-H-E-L. And a picture of her comes up and our friend watching chills because it is, he's like, it was her. She was wearing a yellow tank top, dark shorts, and her name was Amy. And he's like, I freaked out. He, he saw her. He's like, that, it was her. So he asked his dad. Dad said, I remember her name was Amy, but I don't remember what she looked like. The little brother was sleeping at the time and the mom had no comment. No comment. But he said, I know I saw Amy. So if we believe he actually did see that, like they interacted with that person, do you guys have any thoughts or theories? Why did the mom have no comment? I don't know. He just said my mom had no comment. It almost sounded like they like knew something like, <laughs> yeah. or involved somehow. Yeah. You know? it's like, that makes you sound sketchy. Yeah. No comment. Maybe she was on a long run. <laughs> Still going. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what a lot of people were saying is like, oh, that's a loop. Like that's a ghost on a loop. Because hmm. she was kidnapped sometime on that run mm-hmm. or she went missing sometime on that run and never seen again. And... Everyone was like, dude, that's that's a ghost on the loop. Like they're running. She's running the same route every day. So can you break a ghost out of that loop? I don't know. Uh, if you believe in movies, yeah. Yeah. Return the jewel back to the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Help them fix the desecrated over. grave. Yeah. Or tell the grandson that the grandpa killed the grand, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, maybe to this day, it's an unsolved mystery. So maybe if they find out what happened to Amy she will break out of it. So if she's, sorry, this is so fascinating. So if she's on this loop, does she see the same people every day asking for directions? I don't know. Or is it like a different person every day? It, I mean, if we believe, let's like, like let's completely believe everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like she's kind of able to interact with people. Yeah. Because my suspicion from my extensive research of The Sixth Sense and other scary movies is like she might, she might not necessarily know she died. Yeah. And she's just following the pattern that she did super regularly while she was alive. And so, yeah, she she could maybe not even realize what's happening. Oh, that's so weird. That's that's a great question. Like, are, like, are ghosts able to break that loop? Well, because if you think about it, too, if she's on this loop, and let's say she sees the same people every day ask for directions, wouldn't that mean that they're on the loop, too? Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe not. Maybe, she, well, that, maybe someday she just runs alone. And also means other people have to have seen her. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if anyone else has been like, "Yo, I seen Amy." Or maybe it was okay. just a one-off. Because <laughs> there's like glitches in the Matrix where people talk about being in a place that they know shouldn't be there or that time. Yeah. And so maybe it is just a one-off thing. Like she ran through a hole and came back, or maybe she ran through a wormhole and then that's why she disappeared. Yeah. Could be an imprint because too. she left the 1990s and now all of a sudden she's in 
the 2000s. So like she blipped for a quick second, gave someone directions, yeah. and then blipped back. And if you know anything about Wyoming, it is forest. It's nature. And weird anomalies like that have been reported in forested areas yeah. forever. So we have potentially have like a currently ongoing story where we can maybe test it and figure it out for ourselves. So I, I told these guys about it yesterday, but on the movie set that I've been working on, mm-hmm. there's a the older gentleman named Raven. Oh. And he's a set designer. So he takes care of, you know, how it like the scene looks. You know, they're in a bar, like who's who's wearing the costumes, what the costumes look like, uh, like the art on the wall and things like that. Books on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Mood lighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And his name's Raven. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. He's he's cool. Uh he's a cool he's a cool dude. I, I like talking with him. But he uh, has his shop where he has a lot of these props, you know, for different movie sets. This is his his everyday job. And his uh his shop is haunted. And he's friends with one of the ghosts. I don't want to tell too much because I, I told him I have a podcast where we tell scary stories. And he's like, funny thing is, I love being on podcasts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he invited us to come over to his shop. And it's know. a haunted building up oh, in Salt Lake. Oh, set up shop. Yeah. yeah. That is so fun. And there's a show called Ghost Adventures. And they've been to his shop three times. What? And constantly he has paranormal investigators checking out his shop. Do they always see stuff? or? Uh, there are things that they see. He, he told me these were exact, his exact words. He says, I can tell you all the lies that they tell in the show about my shop, <laughs> but I could tell you all the things that are, that are real, you know? So he seems reasonable, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, not just trying to make a buck off of mm-hmm. the, the creepy stuff happening in his shop, but the, there's different ghosts, like personalities in his, in his basement that he works at. And he has a team of people who works with him, mm-hmm. uh, who runs the art department on set. But, uh, he said, there's two main ones. It's a father and a daughter. Oh, shoot. The father's a little more of an angry kind of ghost. Malevolent. And the daughter is just kind of a little girl who's really sweet to him and kind of protects him. And also kind of almost, it sounds like she kind of keeps the father at bay from like lashing out even more mm-hmm. sometimes. But they're moving shops. Oh. And he said, before I leave... And this is him talking all seriousness. He said, before I leave, because obviously they've been here for a long time. And we had stories from like the previous tenants. Mm-hmm. He said, before I leave, I want to talk to her name's Olivia. He says, I want to talk to Olivia again. And I want to tell her that wherever I go, she can come and visit me. Oh, You know, she needs me or whatever, you know. That's sweet. Super so nice. kind of like bring her out of her environment so mm-hmm. she's not alone. Because apparently they're they're like friends. Would, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. But that's like going back to your story, like breaking like this ghost out of like a loop. Yeah. Because it sounds like the father is like there's history of why he's upset. Yeah, maybe holding know? her back. Yeah. So I think he wants to try and do just that. Kind of break the loop or at least have like give her a little bit of an outlet yeah. if possible so we'll see oh my goodness i'm gonna look forward to that one <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he's trying to move out uh by the end of november so we gotta get up recording there. will happen yeah, soon yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, cool. Guys, tonight was fun. Sydney. It was fun. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah thanks. thanks for having me. Well, that was way cool. Yeah. Any last things you want to say or any thoughts or anything? Or are you good? No, I think I'm good. This was fun. Cool. I, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we got to do this. It was way fun. A little bonus episode. <laughs> anything for the listeners? Any updates? Nope. Yeah. All right. Everyone out there, bye, love you, be safe. Trust your gut, watch your back. Question everything. Be nice to your Jessicas. Hey. Oh, that's a good like one. <laughs> cool. All right, folks. Peace out. See ya. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 a.m. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins. Convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6,000 cash, give us each 3,000, we give you this. Uh You go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done. And that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found.